So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. This one's gonna be again about Tim Ferriss and his thoughts on fame. And, uh, you know, mostly this one's gonna be about the negative side of the fame. Um, since we've been going through the positive and a part of the negatives in the last episode, which is gonna be uh, gonna be on air on the 15th of February, which is today. Um, this one's gonna be for tomorrow, so the 16th of February, probably. You know, I assume. But yeah, it's an amazing, amazing, amazing article and an amazingly interesting article and also just insightful one because it just uh, it just illustrates a lot of things and it just um, maybe also points out quite a lot of things that not a lot of people are pointing out maybe you know it's you know yeah somehow um but yeah let's see you after the intro as always and i think that the audio is a little tiny bit better um i'm actually having a towel there which is actually doing i don't know i want to remove it but I'm having a, a window on this side and this is bouncing back some light so that I'm a little bit lighter on this side as well, which is a good thing, but I know, but yeah, um, this is actually a huge thing. Well, <laughs> it's actually a huge thing. <laughs> well, anyway, um, uh, before I want to go through the episode, I, I need to, to, to talk about some things. Uh, it is a podcast, so if you want to listen to it, please check out th the first or the second link in the description, which should lead you to a page where you can also choose to um, the platform you want to listen to the podcast on, because you might be listening on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Bullethorn, or what it is called. Uh, I don't know. I could look it up. No, I'm not going to look it up. Um, yeah, or just various different sites. There's so much. And yeah, and thanks for all the people from California and New Hampshire. Shire, I guess. I'm very sorry if I've pronounced it the wrong way. I've just remembered it. Um, that some people actually from these places are listening. And I know that because I'm having analytics. <laughs> and not that much of analytics. I just know the platform, where they are from, not even the age or some shit, you know, which might be kind of a necessary thing. But I don't know. Like, um, the second thing is the notes, uh, because as you, well, I'm actually going to show you, you know. Here you are having the podcast, uh, not the podcast, but here's the, uh, um, the 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 article from Tim Ferriss, and it I, I do just want to point it out once again. It is an amazing one. I unfortunately don't know if he actually wrote it or if it was uh, or if it was written by somebody else, but I also well yeah it, it is what it is. I also don't yeah I know it really is what it is, but we are gonna finish up with this one today, and since I've went through. It's, it's not been yesterday, but the day before fully, kind of fully. Um, it is really interesting, but it is also like a really fucked up thing. So these highlighted things are going to be in uh, in a PDF, a free PDF. You can download it and then read it and print it and do whatever with it. Um, yeah, yes. So so I'm highlighting it that uh, that I can create some sort of a, of a summary for you of this whole episode, of this whole thing, which is quite of a cool thing. So the next point is kidnapping. And um, I'm reminding you once again, um, it is about the negative sides of being famous and or having some degree of fame, even though, which is also something that Tim Ferriss in, in the first part of the of the whole one pointed out, he's not really such a famous person. Like there's a lot of people that are way more famous than he is, 
but it is still really interesting and it's still also um i mean i have to say like it is still some sort of a of a strange thing what fucking shit happened to him and what what might have happened to him like it really is fucked up and it really is something of a of like it really is a, an interesting story um stories i'm sorry so the next one is kidnapping if you appear semi-famous i'm sorry semi-famous online guess what even if you're not rich it can be assumed that you have enough money to make a nice ransom there are places where kidnapping isn't is an established industry and professionals do this on a regular basis the u.s is generally safe but if you're flying overseas you should be aware of a few things which is also really important by the way to point out for example, if you use a car service, give them a fake name and nothing cute like James Bond, which will blow it. <laughs> um, uh, that they'll use on the sign or iPads to find you to find you at luggage claim. Here's why. It comes common practice for organized crime to have an arrangement to buy flights manifest from airport employees. This means that the potential kidnappers, much like uh, Michelin three-star restaurants, will Google every name associated with every seat to figure out exactly who is who. If you appear to make an, an attractive target, target, they will then go to the airport an hour before you land, find the driver with your name on a sign and pay or threaten them to leave. They then replace your driver with their own driver, which now holds the sign and waits for you, uh, which means bye-bye. I mean, this can take other forms too. Once in Central Asia, I had a driver show up at my hotel to take me to the airport, but he used my real name, which is a fucked up thing. <laughs> he used my real name and I'd given the car service a fake name. To buy time, I asked him to, to wait a while uh, while I made a, phone, uh, a few phone calls. About 10 minutes later, the real driver showed up to take me to the airport using the designated pseudonym. The first fraudulent driver took off and to this day I have no idea how he knew where I was staying uh, where I was staying and when I was leaving but it bears repeating there are professionals who do this and they will be very good at what they do probably because they're fucking professionals and it's like it's like really um really a, a really fucked up you know it really is like I mean it is something that... Can you expect it? I don't know if you can. Can you think about it? Yes, you can. Is it something that you want to think about and is it something that you're probably also going to think about and shit? I don't know. I don't think so. Because I am generally a relatively positive person. I tend to think of the, pers the positive first. I really don't just also try to not focus on negative things that much. But I mean, this is fucked up. This really is fucked up. Well, the next thing is also just quite a fucked up thing. Impersonating identity theft ETC. Uh, the more visible you are, the more people will attempt to impersonate you or your employees. This could be to, uh, to hack a website, access a bank account, which is fucked up, <laughs> get a SSN, which is something that I don't know. Nuclear power attack submarine. I don't know if this is what he means. <laughs> <laughs> or otherwise. Companies of fly-by-night entrepreneurs will also use a name and face to sell everything from web services and ebooks to shady info products and penis pills. Sadly, all are real examples. <laughs> this is something that my lawyers deal with on a weekly basis. Like you have to imagine the fucking costs. 
you have to employ basically a fucking employee for just dealing with this fucked up shit because some people think that it is a good idea and when you're doing such thing please don't do it it's not gonna it is just a short-term bullshit thing you're not gonna sell so many things maybe you even do but it's not gonna be a viable business it's not gonna be a business for life it's gonna be something that you might be able to do for a week until tim ferris grabs your fucking balls and kills them and are you in the end kind of you know it is not a good idea and it is also not the right thing to do it is always easy to um well it just depends i mean making money is not the same as how you make it you know it really comes up to how you make your money and not how much you make you know of course you can make just a lot of money by selling drugs and shit but i don't know if this i don't know if this is something that you're really proud of or if it is something that you can be really proud of which is totally something to to consider and totally something to think about and totally something to yeah to just keep in your mind i'd say now, this is something that my lawyers deal with on a weekly basis it is non-stop for both reputational and liability reasons it is important to track and guard against much of this much of this i'm sorry uh, attack and clickbait media um, there are a lot of amazing writers and media professionals with rock solid ethics Many of my dear friends are journalists in this camp. On the flip side, there are increasingly large numbers of bad actors due to um, uh, perverse incentives created by the clickbaity fast is the new good digital paying field. Remember the tribe village city metaphor? Multiply your target audience size by two. I know which in my uh, kind of... Or target audience. I don't even know how big my target audience is, by the way. Uh, now recall the percentage of that audience that might be angry or off, uh, off of their mats. Next, um, you have to actually... Uh, well, this link uh, or the link to this article is going to be down in the description. So if you want to check out the um, the previous parts, you can. But I've also uploaded the, um, the other episodes already. So you could also just watch or listen to them. Um, to get the full grasp of all these quote-unquote insights or references that he is just doing there. Next, double the percentage to include those who will do gray area things to advance their careers. And last, give all of those people a job or contributor's status at a media outlet. What a fucking mess. <laughs> if you don't like shitty Twitter comments or, uh, or if nasty Facebook remarks get under your skin... Just wait until you get your first hatched job profile piece. It won't be the last, so brush up your stoic philosophy. This is particularly demoralizing when a piece uh, when a piece is full of misquotes, even after you've corrected fact checks uh, fact checkers via phone. Oops, pro tip, use email for fact checking, my friends. Speaking of friends. Yes, and the next one is gonna be about friends. But I do wanna I actually do not wanna just I do really not want to uh, mark the whole one or highlight the whole one. But yeah, but yeah. Friends with uh, ulterior motives. Uh, once you have a decent size audience or quote-unquote platform, the majority of people who want to grab coffee, ask mutual friends for an intro, or especially offer you unsolicited, unsolicited favors will have Uterior motives. It took me a long time to accept this, and I paid a hefty tax for being Polyannish, which is uh, positive, positive and optimistic. 
Yes, optimistic. To be clear, I don't mind pitches as long as they come up front. What I can't stand is fakery to get in someone's good graces or months, followed with a surprise of, oh, I've been meaning to tell you about my new book coming out in a few weeks and similar shenanigans, which means secret or dishonest activity or maneuvering. I didn't know this word. <laughs> this has happened to me more times than I can count and it feels dirty and gross and it really does. So, um, and I think it is not only the case for, for him and you should also not, not just be thinking about it when you're just maybe dealing with Tim Ferriss himself. I guess a lot of people that are having an audience just don't want to have this. This is one of the main reasons for my ongoing blanket policies. Like a commitment to not read any new books published in 2020, it, uh, it's, it's also one of the reasons that the majority of my closest friends are not in the public eye. Besides Kevin Rose. You know, be wary of anyone who just wants to get to know you. 99 times out of 100, that will be untrue. Which is like a really big number, by the way. Like 99%. This is fucked up. Invasions of privacy. Follow off the reasons in the post and many more. If you're doing anything publicly or in public, you should never have anything mailed to where you live. If you violate that even once, it is likely that your name and associated address will end up in a company or government database. Those mailing lists are then rented and traded as revenue streams and it all ultimately ends up searchable. Remember, the story of the Austin YouTubers hunted in their own home, don't be them. Um, basically, there was somebody with a gun in their home and wanted to shoot one of them, at least one of them. Uh, I think either the SWAT or the police came and killed this person, unfortunately. Yeah, but yeah. For safety, unless you want to take huge risks, use a UPS store or other uh, offer-site mailing address for anything and or everything. This is a must-have, not a nice-to-have. Which, by the way, like, there are so many things you have to think about. There are so many things you have to just consider if you are somehow known that um, it is interesting. But I mean, like, we are most often sleeping in the bed that we are building for ourselves. Which means that if you just happened to be famous, um, especially if you just wanted to be famous and then you've got famous... And then you're like, well, I do not want to do that. It is f fucked up and I just don't like that. Then, yeah, I mean, I can understand it. But you have built this bad for you. And, you know, just disappear for some time. Just don't do anything unless you just need it. Then it is like kind of deal with it, kind of try to, to communicate things maybe better or some shit. Um, yeah. In conclusion, it's been a wild ride. Last uh, lest, what does lest mean? Um, in case, lest it appear otherwise, this is not intended to be who is, who is me post. I've been very fortunate and I love my life. That said, all of the above have created heightened levels of anxiety that I don't anticipate or I didn't anticipate. I'm lucky to have the support of my family and friends, my girlfriend and my guardian and fluffball Molly, which is his dog as far as I know. I simply couldn't handle it other ways. Uh, would I have list, uh, listened to all these warnings in advance? Uh, would it have changed my behavior? I don't know. Perhaps not. <laughs> Unless you've, li you've, you've lived it, it might seem like someone is being gifted a Bugatti and complaining about gas mileage. Well, the entire experience, of, uh, experience reminds me of the parable of the blind man and the elephant. 
This is a parable that has been told across different cultures since at least the first millennium BCE. And there it actually is, I guess. So I'm also going to read it. It is a story of a group of blind men who have never come across an elephant before and who learn and conceptualize what the elephant is like by touching it. Each blind man feels a different part of the elephant's body, but only one part, such as the side or the trusk, the tusk, I'm sorry, then they describe the elephant based on their limited experience and their descriptions of the elephant are different from each other. In some versions, they come to suspect that the other person is dishonest and they come to blows. Well, the moral of the parable is that humans have a tendency to claim absolute truth based on their limited subjective experience as they ignore other people's limited subjective experiences which may be equally true. Yeah, actually going to highlight this one. Um, should I highlight the all the other things? Um, well, this one. It's actually pretty difficult because I really don't want to highlight anything or everything. And I also don't really know if I'm allowed to uh, since I'm also kind of then redistributing it. I'm giving the credit and also just everything. So I hope that this is fine. Um, I'm not owning anything of this. So this is... All owned by Tim Ferriss, probably, I guess. I don't know. Before 2007, I was the blind man. Here and there, I'd feel the ears a celebrity in a cover story. Wow, must be nice. And the tale, fancy cars in a photo shoot, or the tusk, lifestyle of the rich and famous. Only now do I have some idea of what it's like to be the elephant itself. No matter what part of you grab beforehand, you can't fully appreciate the scope of experience until you're in it. If I've learned anything, it is this. Fame will not fix your problems. Instead, fame is likely to magnif uh, magnify all of your insecurities and exaggerate um, all of your fears. It is like picking up a fire extinguisher for your pain that ends up being a canister of gasoline. Well, if you think you have, uh, you have problems that fame will fix, I implore you to work on the uh, inside first. At the very least, least work on both in equal measure. I found books like Awareness and Radical, uh, Radical Acceptance to be helpful. Uh, if you don't, you will end up with sand slipping through your fingers, leaving you with the same feelings of emptiness. Only now, along with disappointment, you will have the new challenges described in this post. I also highly recommend reading Kevin Kelly's essay entitled, or yes, actually entitled, 1000 True Thans, which is indeed a pretty important and amazing and good one. Is it possible that being famous to the right a thousand people could get you to your goals faster and be healthier? Then seeking the ad adoration and validation of millions, I tend to think so. Then to seeking uh, or then seeking. But then again, does that mean no one should pursue the path of great fame or attempt the series of the great public? I can't say that. My intention is simply to shine light upon some of the hazards that such a journey entails. Perhaps, just perhaps, you should give stardom a shot. After all, as Jim Carrey he said, has said, I think everybody should get rich and famous and do everything they ever dreamed of so they can see that it is not the answer. And this is the end of the episode. The Tim Ferriss Show is one of the most popular podcasts in the world with over 400 million downloads. It's been selected for the best of Apple Podcasts three times and it is often the number one interview podcast across all of Apple Podcasts 
and it's been ranked number one out of 400,000 plus podcasts on many occasions. To listen to any of the past episodes for free, check out this page. It is an amazing, 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 amazing um, podcast. And I, yeah, I, I would really suggest you to also listen to some of them and, and, and yeah, listen to it. Uh, see if you like it or not. Some people might. A lot of people will, I know. Um, but yeah. So uh, this is going to be the end of the episode. I really hope that you've liked this one because I have, I truly have. I think it is a good one. I think it is an important one. I think it is also something that's quite, quite of a good thing, quite of an of a necessary thing to to think and talk and, and also write about. So I appreciate that, Tim. And maybe you, maybe in some years, <laughs> you might even just uh, be listening to this. Pro- may- not probably, but maybe. And so thank you. Thank you for your work. And thank you for um, for being here, I'd say. Because he's definitely, and you're definitely, a contribution to the world. And I appreciate that. So I wish the best health of happiness and all success. And I also hope that you're going to remind yourself and you're going to be remembered, which basically means a legacy, uh, which basically means just being a nice person and then being remembered as a nice person. But yeah, three other questions that I'm having for you are, why are you here? what are you trying to change and what is bothering you the most? These three questions are hopefully going to show you your purpose, maybe even a business idea. But yeah, I'm going to see you the next time, so I'll see you. And consider subscribing. I'd appreciate that. I'll see you.